The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? <sighs> Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! A podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. Hey everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 94 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Kelly White from the WEC podcast. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Now, it has been a really long time since we've been able to talk to you, in real life definitely, but certainly on the podcast. I think it's been uh, episode 22 is the one we had you on. I believe so, yes. And we talked and to you. It was, it was Kevin and I. Yeah, and we talked to you guys about yeah. um, Doctor Who. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so have you had any geeky things that you've been up to since we've last spoken? Uh, well, you know, I'm always doing geeky things, like, you know, it's... Can't help who I am. But uh, <laughs> the most recent thing is uh, this summer, Charlene Harris, uh, who did the true, who's, who wrote the True Blood, another mm -hmm. one of her series, they did a, a summer TV series. And so uh, Midnight Texas. And so I've been reading those books lately, which has been really cool. Very cool. Um, and how, how big is that series? It's only three. It's just a trilogy, which is nice. But um, I've read like all of her series. I haven't completed all of her series, but I've read books in all of them. I think she's got like four or five different ones. And so people from the different series are popping up, or at least their names are mentioned in it, which I always think is fun. I like the interconnected universes, which is nice. Yeah, I didn't realize that they were interconnected. I, I thought they were kind of standalone, but that's really cool because I love True Blood. Well, I love the TV series. I haven't, I haven't read the books. So, in the, so I only saw the first uh, season, but in the uh, TV series, did they have Quinn, the were-tiger? No. I remember him in the book. Okay, so so like he's like really popped up in this kind of a 
a, a big secondary character in uh, th- these books, well, which is kind of cool. fun. I, that that kind of yeah. ties into my weekly geekery this week because I've been listening to you know I've mentioned many many times on my podcast that I have a ridiculous commute to work, and so I've been listening to audiobooks using the um, the OverDrive and Hoopla apps. You can like check out uh-huh. audiobooks from your your library. And because audiobooks can get expensive, <laughs> if yeah, you, really, if you listen to a lot of them, and so I've been listening to um to a bunch of different books, but I hit like a, a dry spell this week where none of my holds were available, and so I'm I'm looking for other books to add just so I have more options because you know like right now I think one of them I'm number two hundred and three out of. 12 copies that they have. So I've got, I've got a long wait for some of these. <laughs> so, so I may have to start adding some of, uh, some of those, the, the Midnight Texas and the go back and listen to the actual True Blood books. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, do you like, uh, like biologically based science type books? Sometimes. Cause Mary Roach is so good. Have you ever read any of her books? No. Okay. So I've read, um, I can't remember. There's one that she did, which was about, um, Mar, like actually the trip to Mars, which isn't bio-based, I know, but still. Um, so she talked about like, like visiting NASA and seeing like the experiments that they do to set up for the mission to Mars. Mm-hmm. And then, then she did this, my favorite one of hers is called Stiff, which is basically it, it talks about what happens to the human body when you die. So it goes through things like what is embalming and when you donate your body to science, what really happens to it? And, um, you know, some of the natural ways. And it's just, it's so interesting because she like goes and interviews all these different people and it's written on a more layman's ba- on a, on a layman level. So it's not, it's not real sciencey. There's not a lot of science speak. So it's easy to understand. And she's just a really good writer. So the one I'm reading right now is called Gulp, which is all about the uh, digestive system. That's really, cool. really good. That's, yeah. yeah. I, I tried, um, I, one of the books I checked out via Overdrive was Neil deGrasse Tyson's, um, latest book about, uh, like astrophysics for those with mm-hmm. little time or something like that. And uh-huh. I was really excited about it and it was like listening to a math book. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Yeah. No, her stuff, honestly, it's so, um, because she's not, she's not a scientist. She's a journalist. So she's mm. writing more. On that, so she writes more like a person talks. It's I oh, they're so good. You really should check hers out. Yeah, definitely. I'll put it on my list because I'm always looking for new things to listen to on the way in. Um, yeah. What else? What have you What have you been up to this week? What other little things? Well, um, I'm healing. I I got I went on a business trip, and before, right before I got the business trip, I got sick. But, but traveling, I traveled cross country, so I have pneumonia. So I'm like <laughs> trying to heal. And then I'm healing as I'm trying to get ready for, I'm going on a big vacation. So it's trying to get all the packing done while my, while, it, while I'm out of breath when I try to walk too far. So <laughs> it's been interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're on the mend. We, we certainly yeah. hope you're, you're feeling better, especially for your trip. It's never, it's never fun to be sick when you're traveling, especially when it's for pleasure. Yeah, exactly. And, and my, um, my flights are going to be, um, I fly from, from where LAX, which is you know my local airport, to Paris, and then Paris to Jordan, which it's LA to Paris is ten hours, and then Paris to Jordan is is another six. So basically, I'm going to be on an airplane a little over sixteen hours. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. that's rough. That, I mean, we did we yeah. did Iceland, um, 
but we, 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 our trip to Iceland and we flew to London, which I think was, um, I don't know. It was, it was something like 12 hours and, uh, it, it was, it was rough. Uh, do you have, do you have plans? Do you have things like, are you one of those people that just tries to knock out on the, the plane or do you bring a bunch of stuff to do? I usually can't sleep on a plane, so I usually read. So I have a whole big, you know, I have my Kindle filled with books and that's the plan. I was thinking how good it was, since I'm going to be on an airline that's a foreign airline, which is free alcohol. I was all excited because I thought, oh, maybe I'll have a drink and knock myself out. Uh-huh. But since I'm on antibiotics, I can't drink. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's, so if it's not one thing, it's another, right? <laughs> I know. I know. It's such a bummer. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, like I have a whole big stack of, uh, of books that I've been putting off. Well, I just don't have time to read in real life, you mm-hmm. know, just, mm-hmm. just too much other stuff. So, So usually I'll get through probably about six or seven books on my trip. Which that's, will be fun. That's really cool. Yeah, I always read on on vacations too. And for me, that's that's why I'm excited that I've been doing these audiobooks lately because it's all the books that I want to read but never have time to do it. I just kind of listen to them yeah. as I as I drive. So this week I finished. Last week I think I finished Ready Player One, um, which I'd read. Did you like it? I loved it. But I I I, I know the movie's coming out, and uh, a friend of mine was reading it, and he was telling me all these. Oh, I'm at this part. All up at that part. And I'm like, I don't remember this book. <laughs> I remember loving this book, but I don't remember this book, so I gotta go back and, and listen to it. Um and uh Will Wheaton did a great job uh narrating it. So like that was Will cool. Wheaton. And then I'm also listening to I'm waiting for the next one in the series. I've read both of them, but I'm I'm kind of catching back up on them. Uh The Dresden Files. Have you read the Dresden books? No, I have that on my list of things to to look into. Oh, they're so much fun. <laughs> Although I've been told that I've I've only read one and two. I've heard it really picks up at Book three is when he really gets his groove and, and it just becomes amazing. And there's like a bazillion new books in that series. <laughs> um, and then, uh, just on a completely different note, last night we went to, um, to not scary farm. How did you like it? I absolutely love it. We, we went maybe two years ago with some friends of ours. Matt resisted for years going and I, it was, it's one of my favorite things ever. But he didn't like the idea of being scared. He's not a horror movie film fan. He he's just not not into being scared. So it took it took friends of ours saying, you know, hey, we're gonna go, and him not wanting to 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 miss out to <laughs> to get him there. And we walk him through the first maze, and um, and when we were out of the maze, we turned around to kind of see what his reaction was, and he was all smiles. So we were like, yay, <laughs> we win. <laughs> So we did that two years ago. So this year was his second time, and I, I've been probably about a dozen times over over my lifetime. But uh, so much fun. They did a really good job this year. Um, I think they're a lot scarier than they were a couple of years ago. And uh, we saw Elvira's last show. She, this is the last year she's doing her stage show at Knott's Berry Farm. So that was kind of cool. She did it forever. Yeah, she's been doing it. Well, she feels like, from my under, my friend... Uh, Jeff was saying that she, she feels kind of tied down to California every October and she feels like mm-hmm. the rest of the world before she retires needs to get a little bit of Elvira in, uh, <laughs> during Halloween. And, uh, and she also wants to kind of, you know, retire before, you know, they have to just carry her on stage. So. Yeah. Cause she's in her what, fifties or sixties? I think she might be in her sixties. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but she's always, she's just a, a fun performer. I, I, I know she was, it might not be everybody's cup of tea, but everything I've heard about her is that she's, you know, the, 
the actress who plays her, uh, Cassandra Peterson is, is just like one of the nicest people in the world. 66. Yes. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, she, I think she's wonderful. I, see, I've only been to Not Scary Farm once and it was like 15, 16 years ago. Um, but we watched her then and she was really good. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's yeah. just an awesome person. So yeah, that's but cool. see, I, 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 yeah, I like to be, I like to being scared. And my reaction to it is weird. It makes me laugh. So I'll start laughing hysterically. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny because I I've never like I can get I get startled easily, but I don't like it's not scary to me. It's just kind of you know when somebody can jump out and and really give me a a, a good startle. Like I, mm-hmm. I my reaction is not to scream. It's kind of kind of go wow you got me good job <laughs> and I did that to a couple of the monsters who kind of just looked at me like really dude <laughs> but they've really upped their game they have like ones that will bungee cord down in front of you or um, you know swing forward and just kind of stop real close to you and then bounce back and um, just a lot of different technical stuff that they'd, they've added in the, the coolest one was the trick or treat house. It's the, the kind of story of the mazes that you're a kid going trick or treating and you enter this haunted house and they give you a flashlight, but the flashlight has, um, I guess like a radio identifier chip in it that tells it where it is in the maze. And so in one part of the maze, it goes to black light. And, oh, wow. and so it, it lights different things up. Like if you shine it on a picture, the picture changes and you can see all these kind of like, satanic symbols on the walls and things and then um in one area you're going down this dark hallway and it completely cuts out and then it'll just kind of flicker a little bit and so all you have the only light you have to walk down this hallway is the flickering light of your um kind of quote-unquote malfunctioning flashlight and the other people in the hallway so you kind of just keep moving forward but there's only little flashes to make sure you you don't trip and and the rest of the time you're in in complete darkness and it's all done with I guess a little radio chip in the flashlight. It was really cool. Oh my god, that sounds so cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean the stuff that they do there is uh, every year they get more and more technologically advanced. I think it's it, it just very very creative and innovative and that's kind of what I love the most about it. It's the the scary things are fun, but um but for for me that's that's kind of the set dressing and the the technology is kind of the fun stuff. <sighs> Yeah, no, I like I just like the being scared. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you did you binge anything um, while you were while you were sick, or did you mostly well, I could, read? Um, I mostly read. It's just it was um, like oh, and well, the things I had to binge for the da- for the Daily Show, the Colbert uh, was it Late Night with uh, Stephen Colbert, mm-hmm. and then um, and then the opposition with Jordan Klemper. <laughs> How is that? Because I I didn't like him really very much on The Daily Show. I found him kind of be a poor man, Stephen Colbert, and and so we we haven't gotten into that yet. Is it worth it? I've already dumped it. It's already off my DVR. I um, did yeah. not, and I liked him. I liked I liked you know this when he was a correspondent for The Daily Show. I did like him, but that show is just you know the Colbert Report was the takeoff of Bill O'Reilly, which is really easy to. Um, satirize mm-hmm. where he's where he's trying to satirize Alex. What's his name? Alex Jones. Okay. Okay. And so Alex Jones is such a caricature anyway that trying to satirize him is just annoying. Yeah. Okay. I, I didn't find it amusing. 
Okay, so we we are our instincts were correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it just and as I watched it, it just made me sad because I really like Larry Wilmore's show. Uh-huh. I liked it a lot, and to have it gone for that just made me sad. Yeah, no, I, I, I just I it sounded like a miss when they started talking about it, just because he the 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 actor just doesn't have the 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 character they created for him. I don't think is is a standalone strong character. No, it's like, you know, it's like when they take those Saturday night live skits and try to put it into a full movie. Yeah, exactly. It's just, there's just not enough there. Yeah. Um, the, the other guy on the daily show needs to do something. Um, Roy, Oh, what's his last name? Oh, shoot. I love him. He's so funny. Yeah. He's, he's phenomenal. And he's so dead. His delivery is always so deadpan. And so just kind of matter of fact, like I really need to yeah. look into some of his stand up. He's hilarious. Yeah. Well, I love The Daily Show. I mean, I miss John Stewart. I I would have like, you know, had John Stewart's babies if I could have. <laughs> but um but you know, Noah's good. He's just he's just not John Stewart, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I still love the show and watch it all the time. Yeah. And I, think, I love Stephen Colbert. I love Stephen Colbert. Yeah, and I like Stephen Colbert now that he doesn't have to be the character Stephen Colbert and can just be Stephen Colbert. I I like I I enjoyed the Colbert rapport, but I think the um I think it's just better just have him him because he's he's funny on his own. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think the funniest thing Stephen Colbert used to do was when he and Steve Carell uh, used to do Even Stevens. Mm-hmm, Did you mm-hmm. ever see that? Yeah, that was by far the funniest thing ever <laughs> on TV. So very cool, very cool. The last thing I should probably talk about since we're talking about what's been happening to us this last couple of weeks is is apologize to everybody. I had two weeks without shows. But it was kind of one of those situations where I, I loaded up on shows before I went on vacation in the summer, and then I came back and I got through all the shows that I had scheduled, but with the start of school and the start of my drama program and, and everything else, I I didn't catch up to scheduling, and I had two weeks on the schedule that were just blank. And I'm like, you know what? I just I need to take a, a couple weeks off and and I happened to to podcast with um with Mandy and Kevin for their bet you didn't know that podcast and we did a an episode on burn, about banning books and then Mandy and I did an episode with Brian about depression on the average geek show so if you haven't checked out either of those go check those out but um for me it was just kind of a nice little relaxation couple of weekends that I didn't have obligations and could kind of recover from my busy weeks. So I apologize um, to everybody for not releasing shows the last couple of weeks, but uh, but thank you for understanding and just know that it was a much needed uh, rest for me. So thank you. Both of those episodes were really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I like really enjoyed them. I like both of those things. And you've got a couple of shows now I, since the last time we've spoken. That it's, I mean, Weck is not just Weck anymore. You've got a lot of stuff going on. Why don't you talk real briefly about the the other two shows? So we do Growing Up Seventies, and that's usually just Katie and I, and we talk about seventy shows. So the shows that we watched growing up, and some of them have held up and are really good, and some of them, oh my god. <laughs> They don't hold up at all. Bad special effects. And it's funny when you're young and you watch stuff and you just kind of accept it. And now watching it, like we watched The Odd Couple, right? Which, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. the one, the old. And it, you know, I watched two episodes of it now. I mean, when I was little, I watched it. I used to watch it in reruns and, and thought it was funny or whatever. But now I watch it. I'm like, there are no women on this show. 
Like none. It was like, it was a complete sausage fest. And I'm like, how did I think that was normal? Whose world has no women in it? I mean, we're 50% of the population. What the hell? You know? Yeah. No, (laughs) a lot of the things just don't age with the times. And it, when you do that and you go back and you look and you go, (laughs) especially in our political climate right now, you kind of go, Oh yeah, we've, we, we have come a long way in, in some areas. And the other one was like one of the one of the shows I really we really liked and I still like is the Rockford Files because I love James Garner. Mm-hmm. But they smoking and seeing smoking on TV is like so weird. Yeah. What's your um, what's been your biggest surprise and your biggest disappointment when you've been uh, watching these these shows? My biggest disappointment was the Bionic Woman. Oh really? Yeah, because the special effects are awful. The storyline is awful. But when I was little, I had the Bionic Woman doll mm-hmm. that I used to play with. You know, and, and so to have it, to, to watch it again, something that when I was little, I remember looking forward to watching it going, and I went, oh, bad, whoa, bad. <laughs> um, and then the, the surprising one is, uh, it was, was the Rockford Files and how well it holds up still. It's still just a good show. That's cool. That's cool. I'm, I'm glad because I, I get, I get the week to week, um, opinions and, and thoughts, but I, I wanted to know comparatively as you've been doing this, if there was one that, stood out either way so that's good to know yeah well and also um if you listen to it you you heard this but when i was four and um my mom and i our car broke down in front of a big and tall men shop Mm -hmm. and james garner came out of the shop and and looked at our car and stood and talked to my mom and i until the tow truck driver showed up that's so cool yeah i I remember you telling that story which is awesome (laughs) Yeah, so, so you know, a special little place in my heart will always be with James Garner, <laughs> just because you know I have that my my one true Hollywood celebrity story. Well, and celebrities don't not only do they not do that really anymore, but I don't know that they could do that. I think that there's so yeah. much paparazzi and there's so many people that that focus on them that the idea of just you know I I know um Ryan Gosling rented a house out here in Palm Springs a couple summers ago and caught a, a person's dog who was running around and gave it back to them. Mm-hmm. And it was like news for the rest of the week. <laughs> Ryan Gosling yeah. was in the, in the valley and, and you know, everybody needed to, to know this. And so it's like, he did, you know, he did this nice little de- good deed on his vacation and now everybody knows where he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad for celebrities. Yeah. I, I know you gotta kind of expect it, but still, I mean, to have no privacy at all would just suck. Yeah, especially when I mean, like, that's not it. I realize it comes with the job, but that's not what the job is. You know, the job is a lot of you know memorizing lines and getting into character, mm-hmm. and you know, the the job description isn't be in front of people twenty four seven and have all your privacy revoked. It's you know, that's exactly. just an, that's an unfortunate result. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then the other uh, one that other WEC that we're doing is uh, we're reading the uh, Disc World series by Terry Pratchett. Mm -hmm. And we're going book by book and we're doing an order of publication. And we're just discussing those. And those books are so fun. If you want something fun to listen to, highly recommend them. Yeah, I saw that the other day when I was browsing. I'm like, what else am I going to put on this queue? And I was like, oh, they do Discworld on, um, on WEC. So maybe I should start listening to that. And I don't know that I could find, um, any of them on audiobook, 
but I may go, uh, I'm trying to talk Matt into letting me do an Audible account because there's just some books that I want to read that are listened to that I can't get on the, the library apps. And, and that is, I think, one of them. So it is definitely on my short list of, of must listen to because I feel, I feel behind on that. I know you guys listen to it. I'm, or, or have read it. I know Raven and EJ from the, um, Girls Gone Wild podcast do like convent Discworld conventions every year. So, you know, it's nice to, it's always fun to, to geek out on something when you know other people will geek out with you. Yeah, and it's definitely, it's one of those books where they're, they're funny, they're informed, you know, it's funny and it all, but there's also like gentle social commentary mm-hmm. that is just hysterical that, that when you pick up on it, you just go, Oh my God, that's so true. That's awesome. So good. That's very cool. Yeah, and then, um, the other thing we're going to be doing is called, we're, we're calling it Weck on the Road, where we go to different events. And we were supposed to go to a beer tasting on October 1st, but I was too sick. So we're going to be starting that soon. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds awesome. That's, that sounds like fun little... The, the thing I love about the Weck podcast in general is you guys cover such a wide range of topics that it's kind of more just like the fun experiences everybody has or the fun things that people are delving into. And so I can see something like that getting crazy fun because you guys are willing to go do, oh, we'll do a beer tasting. We'll go do this other thing. And it's going to be I'm, that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. That's that's whack. Uh, we're probably going to be down a couple of weeks just because I've been sick. I've been going on vacation. <laughs> I'm going on vacation. So. So we're, we're coming back though. We are definitely coming back. We're just be a down for short a hiatus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very cool. Unless they decide to do it without me, which I totally understand. <laughs> well, there's so many different things that they could, they could do kind of like little mini yeah. episodes in between and be fine and, and then get yeah. the full Kelly experience when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break and then we'll be back and we're going to talk about all the shows that are either premiering or have premiered or basically just this is our fall preview episode. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of the Comic Box, part of the Geek to Geek podcast network. So, join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. Alright, and we're back. And I just wanted to remind people about PIY, which is Podcast It Yourself. It is a workshop in Phoenix, Arizona, October 28th. And it's also the launch party for the third edition of Podcasting for Dummies, which both Geektitude and State of Geek um, are mentioned in. So we're very excited about that. Um, it's being run and held by our friend T. Morris and his writing partner Chuck Tomasi. 
And there's going to be a good dozen podcasters there with all different levels of experience talking about everything from um, the marketing side of podcasting to the technical side of podcasting. And I'm actually going to be doing a talk on podcasting accessories and the fun things that you can buy and use in your podcasting to kind of make it fun or better, but they aren't essentials. They're just the fun things. So if you are available, go ahead and join us. Um, with that, it's coming, um, this episode should be launching on the 9th. And if you listen to this before the 10th, um, the cost is $20 per person. I do believe it's going up after the 10th. So, um, so get on that before it is too late. And that's it. All right. We're going to talk about our main subject for today. And that is all the fun shows that are coming back or are new this year. So our fall preview episode. Kelly, what are you watching? So for the new one, the best new show that I've seen so far is The Orville, the Orville. which is a takeoff of, of Star Trek. And it stars Seth MacFarlane, who I love him. I love him so much. Uh, but it is the most Star Trek show I've seen since Next Generation. It's uh, well done. Uh, I know I don't know if it's getting as high of ratings from people because uh, I think people thought it was going to be hysterically rolling on the floor funny, and it's not. It's more serious, and some of the topics that they've had are like Star Trek The Next Generation, which are ones that make you think, and I really, really have been enjoying it. Yeah, I heard it was just kind of marketed not well, like that they did push it as a comedy too much because it's from Seth MacFarlane and, uh, and, uh, it is actually, you know, its own thing. It's not just a parody. Right. Well, and there was like an episode. Well, did you ever watch Star Trek Next Generation? Oh, of course. Loved it. Okay. Do you remember the episode? <laughs> and I don't know names. I'm not that quite that geeky, <laughs> but it was about a civilization where basically every, it was, uh, there were no, Heterosexual couples. It was all same-sex couples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the, okay. Okay. So, kind of in that vein, they had an episode where on the Orville, the one of the like the chief of security. I don't know what his position is. He kind of reminds me of a wharf type of character. Uh huh. But their society is all male, and he has a and they have a kid, a baby, and the baby is a female. And the whole episode is about how they want to do corrective surgery to make it male because that's the, the correct way for it to be. And that's kind of a heavy topic, but it's really in vain with what Star Trek Next Generation was doing, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah, that's really cool. We we have to look yeah. at it. It's, I think one that just fell off. I mean, we saw it coming, but we didn't get it onto our TiVo fast enough. And so I think we definitely have to go back and, and check it out. Um, on the on the vein of, of Star Trek-like shows, have you seen Discovery at all? No, because, okay, so I'm really bad about, okay, I'm, I'm much older than, well, not much older than you, but I am older than you. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to the whole idea of TV being free. <laughs> so, so the idea to have to pay for all these different services irks me. So I didn't watch it because I knew I'd have to pay for the CBS, um, streaming and I refused. <laughs> Uh, we we resisted we resisted but we we decided we would give it a try and uh and we did enjoy it and we are big star trek fans so i i will probably have an episode soon about star trek discovery but uh but yeah i can understand i think i think they were very smart to use this as the draw to pull people into the the streaming service i i think the streaming service is unnecessary 
but you know, it's what it is. <laughs> I agree. I, I just, I think it's going overboard and I can understand cutting the cable, you know, but I just, they're going to have to be realistic. I mean, it's going to easily add up more to the, the, what your cable bill is mm-hmm. with the way it's going, you know? Yeah. I mean, so. we've got to go back and revisit it, but we had a couple of years ago looked at cutting the cord. In fact, we, we actually called to cancel the, the service, but, uh, <laughs> but they, they gave us a really good deal so we wouldn't leave. So we're, we're writing that one out. <laughs> then when they bring <laughs> back the old rates, we will, uh, we will revisit, but we're, we're, we did look at how much it would cost to cut the cord and it really did end up saving a lot of money theoretically i mean we didn't, we didn't try it but um the, the convenience factor is not there yet and that's the problem it's you yeah. know you, you can buy each even if we bought every show we watched even if it wasn't one that we watched regularly it, it would be less than what we were paying monthly but you have to go to this service to get these shows and you have to go to that service to get those shows. And this one's not in high def unless you do it this way. And so it just becomes complicated. And so I'm, I'm, I've got something that I'm going to look into. I know that there's a couple of Android products that do a streaming service. A friend of ours uses that. And so I'm going to look into something like that because it might make it all a lot easier. Yeah, I just, and the other thing I don't like is there's no, you know, you have to know what show you want to see, it feels like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like being able to click around the TV and find, because, like, I found, I found a couple of good shows, like, summer shows that way, just clicking around and finally finding, like, one of them is Wrecked. Have you, did you hear about that one? No, Wrecked? Wrecked. It's about a, a, a plane crash, um, a plane crashes on an island, and it's the survivors. But it's completely stupid slapsticky comedy. It's very funny. Is that the one that was um, kind of kind of touted as a, a spoof of Lost? Yeah, exactly. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. And so, and, and the other one that I found that way is People of Earth, which is about this group who, which has um, what's his name, um, Wyatt Cenac, who was on the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's but it's a group of of people who um are uh they believe that they've been taken by aliens and they actually have been. And so part of the show is this group discussing that and the other parts the actual aliens who are just dingy and, you know, talking about their, their uh, plans to take over the world. It's, it's just a really funny comedy. So that's awesome. I have to check those out. Yeah. We're always looking for, for stuff. Cause as I've mentioned in a couple of episodes, my, my in-laws live with us right now as their house is being renovated and, um, and finding, uh, shows that are, are family friendly for all involved. Not that they need, you know, that they can't watch things uh-huh. that are, are, are racy and we can't write, watch things that are racy, but watching them together can get awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so anytime I hear about things that are just kind of silly and fun, those, those are, those are usually pretty, pretty easy to do together. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you got the Orville. You're highly recommending that. Um, what else? And then. Um, I saw I saw the first episode of Ghosted, which has Craig Robinson and Adam someone's last name I can't think of, but it's basically a funny X Files. Okay. Which is it's a half hour comedy, so it's quick and easy. And the first episode was really good, so I, I recommend that one. I'm I haven't uh, decided to cut that one off yet, <laughs> so that's good. Um, but the other new one. Uh, oh, and then the other new one that I only saw one episode of was The Gift. 
And how did you, because that's on my, yes, that's on my list of, of ones that, um, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on. And what did you think of it? I liked it. It was a good amount of action. Uh, the, you get right into the stories and I know enough about, um, like the, cause I used to watch the X-Men cartoons mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as an adult. Don't judge. And so I know enough about Sentinels and all of that that I understood it enough that I immediately knew when they talked about that they're from the Sentinel organization and they were here to take the kids. I knew what they were talking about. And, and so I got right into it and I really enjoyed it. And I like Amy Ackerman who played Fred on Angel. Okay. Who's one of Josh Sweeten's people. And then also, what's her name? Stephen Myers, Moyer. Who is from True Blood? Yes, I like um, I. I kept referring as Matt and I were discussing it. I was like, so Vampire Bill, even though I know that's not the character's like, name in this show, that's how we <laughs> refer to him. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 a really good. I, I liked it. I think I'm gonna, and I'm definitely going to stick with it. Um, and I think it kind of is a good blending with Agents of Shield, even though they don't really they're not really in the same um, universe because Agents of Shield can't talk about mutants, and this one can. Right. Yeah. And, the whole. I mean, I'm a huge huge X-Men fan. That that is kind of my what got me into comic books. And the the series that um that really I, I still hold up as my favorite um comic book series ever was the Age of Apocalypse crossover storyline where they kind of took all of the, the 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 whole Marvel universe and they kind of rewrote it in this um what if style as um if Apocalypse had taken over the world and made it a, a mutant run society. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good. I highly, highly, highly recommend the, the Age of Apocalypse series because it's all been collected in graphic novels and there's like maybe four or five of them. And, uh, Blink plays a central role in that series. Like she, she did three, three, the character had three, um, issues or so in Gen X before they switched over to the Apocalypse world. Um, mm-hmm. and, and actually died in the main world, but then they brought her character back because she was so popular in the Age of Apocalypse world. And then she had her own series and she had her own, um, storylines and she's just a great character. So love Gifted. Very, very excited about the Gifted. Well, and then the last new show that I've seen is The Inhumans. Okay. I think I'm done with it. Are you? I don't have any, yeah, well, I don't have any tie to it. So I know what they, from, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I know what the Inhumans are, but, I mean, you saw the first episode, right? I did. I haven't seen the second, but I have seen the first. Okay. Okay, and you're putting the spoiler tag on this, right? Yes. Okay, so, so Medusa, who seems like she's this cool character with, like, the cool hair, they shave her head because they didn't want to pay for the special effects. I'm is, sorry. Is, is that, is that what the, is that what the, the reasoning was? I'm sure it was. I can't think of any other reason. And why would you do that? The one cool characteristic this woman has, and they they take it away. And you know it's got to be. That, that's the only thing I could think of is the, the cost of having it try to do anything cool. And plus, it looked lame when it was working. But I mean, she had one thing. She took away her one thing. I'm like, uh. Yeah. No, I wasn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't thrilled by that part either. I I was like, oh, somebody's going to stop them right in time, or it's going to grow back really quickly, or you know something. But I was so disappointed when they did that. And I, I thought that the, I mean, when it, when she's got her hair down, like when it's not doing anything, it looks terrible. Uh-huh. It really yeah. does. But when it did kind of poof up and start moving, then it was really cool. And 
I, I was excited about the Inhumans because they're, they're actual super powered individuals, which I feel like we don't get enough on Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, um, and Gifted, we saw what they can do with that, you know, when they actually do mm-hmm. use their powers on a regular basis. So I was looking forward to maybe seeing something that was cool and different. Um, but it just didn't have a strong start. I'm, I'm hoping that by second episode, I'll feel a little bit stronger about it. Like I feel a little bit more like I want to stick with it. But from the sound of it, you, you were not impressed. Well, and I also think it's hard on TV when one of your main characters is mute. Yes. I mean, in a comic book, you can make it works, I think, better than it does in television. Cause it just makes it just, it's odd. And the thing is, is they keep questioning him. I'm like, dude, write down on mute or something. Why do they keep questioning you? I don't get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just didn't make any, it's not logical. And, and I'm willing to suspend a lot of disbelief because I love all the, anything that has to do with superheroes. DC is my favorite, but DC or Marvel, as long as it's superheroes, I absolutely love it. But some of this stuff, it's like, come on. You know, you're trying to put them in the real world, which is fine, but a cop is going to know, you know, right down on mute. Obviously you speak English because everybody else around you is speaking English and you monitoring Earth so you could, I'm sure you can write that in English and they'll get that. Right. Well, you know, the, the, the thing that, that Matt pointed out was he says, you know, they've got those little communicators on their wrist and he, he, Black Bolt sends up kind of like, you know, mess, not messages, but like opens up a channel to Medusa because they've been separated and she's like, let me know you're okay. And he puts the thing up to his heart so that she can hear it. And, and Matt's like, seriously, with all this technology, you've got this really cool, sophisticated communication bracelet, and it doesn't send texts? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> or, or, or my other thing is, is like, okay, so you're king, the leader is mute. Great. Mm-hmm. You haven't worked out sign language at all? Well, that's the thing. The, in, the, the, the heart touch? What the hell is that? Well, and that's the thing. It's like, in, in the comic books, and I, they kind of uh, did a lame version of it, but he does speak sign language to Medusa <laughs> like like that's what he that's how they're supposed to communicate but yeah. um but they didn't do a very good job of showing that and then if you cannot communicate with sound and you're wearing a communicator that's only sound based you've made poor life decisions right exactly well and then in the comics Max the the, the bad guy's Maximus right uh-huh uh-huh okay well first of all Maximus he wants to release the slaves and make equality on there. To me, that makes him the good guy, not the bad guy. Number yeah. one. Which, yeah. But but the other thing is, is, in the comics, he actually has inhuman abilities, right? I I think he has, but I think they're very subtle. It's like I think he's he can convince people of things, and I think that's why he's able to kind of cause an uprising. I think it's something like that. Because he's just human. I mean, that they said in the first episode, you're just human. That's it. And it just is like it just doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you have all these people with all these superpowers and they're gonna follow the one guy who can't do anything. Yeah. 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 So. I'm 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 hoping something changes, but I'm not I'm not holding my breath for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see it getting a second season for sure. Yeah, no. I I just, I, I just I I don't and I don't know that it's worth um like I, if it gets canceled, I always feel bad about things getting canceled because I feel like the story's not finished, but I, I don't know if nobody's watching it, there's no reason to finish the story. Yeah, exactly. So that's all the new ones that I have seen. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was. I, I'm I'm having trouble finding my show notes. Here they are. Um, 
Yes, that's the only. Those are the only ones that I have watched that are new. Um, I have not watched. There, there are a couple coming out still. Um, but I guess we can talk about those in a moment. What's coming back that you're excited for? Okay, so one of the ones that, like, my favorite thing that's returned that I've watched is The Good Place. Oh, I have, have a you friend who that? no, but I'm. I've been told I must. Oh my god, that's one to binge. I can't tell you anything about it because it'll ruin it. But it is. One of the best shows. It's just consistently good. It's funny. And it just keeps you guessing. It's so good. And I love Kristen Bell. Now, so, I, I know it has to do with the afterlife. Is it very religious-y? No, not at all. Okay. It, I don't think they've ever even said heaven or hell. It, it's, I mean, the premise of it, which this isn't giving it away, is Kristen Bell goes to the good place, which they call the good place. And she realizes that she's there by mistake and should be in the bad place because she's truly a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of goes from there. And the person who's kind of over the good place or this neighborhood in the good place is named Michael and it's played by Ted, it's Ted Danson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's so good. He plays his character so well. But it is one of the best shows I've ever seen. All right. We're going to have to, and, we're going to put that on our list. And for production value, it's also, it, it goes, it, the, the color scheme and everything is way brightly colored and almost, did you ever see Pushing Daisies? I think an episode or two, yeah. It, cause so, so that, that, that saturated coloring scheme is what it, is what it looks like. No, that's cool. Oh yeah, it's, it's so good. You, I, I can't recommend it enough. And it's clean enough. That that's something that you can watch with your in-laws. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, I know the the premise has has uh, Matt, Matt has bounced off that premise a little bit, but I, I will I will let him know that it is not religious-y. Yeah, not religious at all. And the best thing is she can't cuss. Oh, so how funny! She going, so she keeps going. Are you forking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Okay, and then the other one that came back. Uh, so then because. Have you seen This Is Us? No. Also a good show, drama. It'll make you cry, though. I mean, just be pre- prepared. Okay. <laughs> like every episode. I just sit there with a Kleenex, box of Kleenex, just waiting for it to come. <laughs> it's your, your car- carthotic, a car- my goodness, let me <laughs> exactly. try that again. It's your car- exactly. catharsis. And everyone, like the reviews on it are really good. You need to start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. But, um, like the first episode has like this huge twist in it and like, oh my God. And it just sucks you right in and you just keep going. And, you know, it's, I, I'm sure you can catch it up like on a binge because it's only got one, one episode and I mean, one season and then two, two episodes, but highly, highly recommend it. I, I just, it's just, it's just one of those things where you just, it's a good drama that keeps you interested. Very cool. And then my last returning one to talk about is Gotham. Which I'm assuming you don't watch. Either. I don't watch Gotham. Um, I I think I didn't give it as long as I should have because a lot of people are. Um, a lot of people said that the first season was rough, but that it got a lot better after that. Oh, it's been rough a long time. If I didn't love Batman as much <laughs> as I love Batman, because he's my he's like my absolute favorite. If it wasn't for my love of Batman, I would have stopped a long time ago. But this season has finally gotten to the point where it's really good. It's well, uh. Little baby Batman starting to, to, to develop who he is. There's not a lot of Jim Gordon in it, which I, I don't blame the actor. It's the way they write the character is not good, but he's not in it a lot. And the villains are really good. The penguin, the guy who plays the penguin is amazing. 
and it's, he's the best character. Which, what, in what universe did we ever think we would say the Penguin is the best character in anything? I know. And the thing is, is they make him such a, a sociopath. Mm-hmm. That's just, and it, and he just, you know, because most people, the only way, the only, the, the penguin that they're familiar with is either Burgess Meredith, who was just, you know, ridiculous. Yeah. Or Denny DeVito, who was just disgusting. Right. And this guy isn't. This guy is just lots of psychological problems. Yeah, he's disturbed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, messed up, messed up growing up. I mean, his mom, there was something really not right with that relationship. Yeah. That that so. much I saw because I mean they they did a lot of that building blocks at the beginning but I know it get, I got worse from there so yeah very cool now are you is, is CW back is the is the the whole Flash Arrow because I'm so far behind on that that um that I don't I don't even know if it's it starts written. Monday it starts so this this coming week we're we're looking forward right. to all of that yeah so um Supergirl starts on Monday and. From what I'm reading and seeing, uh, Calista Flockhart, whose character is Cat, is going uh-huh. to be much more in it. Oh, good. She's, she is, she's a delight. Yeah, she's, she's the, the best, best thing character. about that show. Yeah. So last season, she was only in it at the end, which, by the way, this is not giving anything away. I mean, this is not spoilery, at least. It's just a title. But, but the, um, the title, like the last two or three episodes, like one of them was She Persisted, and the other one was like something about resisting. And I went, Right off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, yeah, so even if you don't watch the whole season, like the last couple episodes are really good at Supergirl. Uh, I, I love the character. I, I love the actress. And I didn't think I would because I watched Glee and I couldn't stand her on Glee. Uh huh. But she does such a, what's her name? Uh, Melissa Benoist? Yeah. Yeah, she, she just inhabits that character so well. And there's so much joy in it. So that's, that's why I really like it. It's just, there's joy in the, in the character and in the episodes and it's not dark and it doesn't bring you down. And, um, the other one that I'm really looking forward to, and I watched all of them, but the other one I'm really looking forward to is Flash because they said that they're going to bring him back to being happy and joyful from being so dark and dismal this last season. Yeah. Cause when I, I'm, I'm about a half a season. I think I'm half a season behind on Arrow and Flash and a season and a half behind on Supergirl and t- full two seasons on Legends of Tomorrow. But the reason why we stopped watching Flash and Arrow was because we got to the four-parter crossover and I had no idea what was going on. Okay, so so my thing is, is okay, so Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. I'm so close to not watching it anymore. I just, I don't connect with the characters. Yeah. And the thing is, is the reason I started watching The Legends of Tomorrow is because, and I don't know what his real name is, but he's Rory, he's always going to be Rory from Doctor Who to me. Okay. And I yeah, love yeah, that yeah. actor. <laughs> and he was not, he was in only like two episodes of the second season. And I don't believe he's going to be in this season more than once or twice. And, and I'm just, you know, he, it was originally built that he was like the star of it. And now that the fact that they cut him out, I'm like, eh, I barely care. Yeah. There's too, there's um, too much stuff going on with that show. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not a big time, tra- as much as I love Doctor Who, this is funny to say, but I'm not a big time travel person. Mm-hmm. So they're traveling through time doesn't do anything for me. Um, and then I still watch Arrow, but that's so dark, it's so hard. So the only thing that really keeps me going with Arrow is the shirtless scenes that they do every <laughs> one or two episodes. Well, there's a reason why. Because our- my. Yeah. 
there's there's a reason why our dog is named Oliver Queen. Um, <laughs> Holy smokes, does that man... Uh, I don't care that he only has to eat lean protein to look like that. He should stay like that forever. I, I, and I've, I've told you that Matt had dinner at a table next to him when he was out in Palm Springs on, like, the one yeah. time that we've never... Like, we never eat out alone. <laughs> like, we, we we always go out <laughs> together. The one time he goes out with me, he goes and sees um, Steve Amell. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> this is awful. Yeah. Yeah. So my worst story like that is my friend... Um, uh, was out at Palm Springs and she sends me a text and she goes, um, Oh, we're at John Berriman's house. Do you know who that is? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm aware of him. Thank you. I was like, so upset. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I was, I, I think where I started getting frustrated with the, the, the CW series, the uh, DC series, is like there's so many times where I'm just kind of like just tell people just like you yeah. you've got this main storyline it doesn't need to be complicated by the fact that you're withholding information that would solve all these problems exactly and 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 Arrow is the worst about that like okay spoiler um like you know he has a kid Felicity you idiot why are you ruining this relationship by not telling her Right. And it happened way before you met her. So she's not, you know, if she cares, well, then that's her issue and she's an idiot. But what are you doing? Right. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. But on that vein, where that kind of stuff is appropriate and I am looking forward to it, I don't know if you've watched it, but Riverdale should be coming back soon too, right? Yeah. By the way, so so I had this total crush on Jughead. Uh-huh. I just love him and I just, I was seeing how cute he was. And then I read... That he was the kid in that Adam Sandler movie, like Big Daddy. Mm-hmm. And then I felt so dirty, I showered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, it is like it's kind of cool to see this updated um, Archie story, and I, I don't mind it being very Melrose Placey. Like, I think the kind of the mystery underlying everything was kind of cool, but I, I started to bounce off of it with the. Um, um, Mrs. Grundy. Yeah, I, I was just like, this is this is a weird choice that you've made. <laughs> Very weird choice. Yeah. Well, see, what I'm looking forward to is they're going to bring Sabrina in, the teenage witch, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then they're going to go creepy supernatural, and that I'm really looking forward to. Is that what the season is? They're bringing her in. They have cast it, but they haven't discussed yet how how much they're going to take it outside the real world yet. They might save that for the third season. No, oh, okay, okay, because I because I, I think that would be fun, but I also don't want them to go so left turn that they lose their audience and get canceled. Yeah, yeah, but I do I do enjoy it. I don't. I, I really wish they would do some. I know that or she has to be a redhead, but that hair color is so unnatural, it's disturbing and and, and distracting. Right, it definitely is. Although, <laughs> although yeah. me being colorblind, I'm seeing it differently than you are. I'm sure. <laughs> Oh, the other thing I heard about this season, though, is I think they're going to go full Dark Betty. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Which, interesting. I kind of like the Dark Betty. Yeah, it was cool. It was a cool character choice, but I don't know. The one thing I was very happy that they didn't do a lot of with the first season was it wasn't all about the love triangle between Betty, Veronica, and Archie. Because after after a while, that just gets old. Yeah. Yeah. Love triangles are boring. I mean, honestly... You kind of know up front who he, who the person who's going to get together, and then someone's going to be left out in the cold. 
And I kind of like Jughead and Betty together. Yeah. I think they're a cute couple. Um, yeah, so, so love triangles and secret identities. I think those are story plots that just need to be removed from <laughs> from everything. Yeah, I agree. I agree. This makes life easier. And you don't have to go on the news and tell anybody. I mean, you don't have to do the full Tony Stark, but right. you know, people in your immediate circle should know. Absolutely. All right. La- last couple of things that I want to throw out there to see if, if um, one, two returning and two new. I haven't heard a lot about it, but Superstition, do you know anything about this coming up? It's on sci-fi. No, I haven't heard anything about that one. Yeah, it's supposed to be a supernatural thing. I think I may have thought that it was um, Midnight Texas, and so maybe it's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be, but I think it's supposed to be um, kind of one of those supernatural neighborhood type shows. Let me look at that real fast. Yeah. So one of the cool things about Midnight Texas is um, when they were casting it, mm-hmm. they cast it, they cast whatever actor they thought was the best. So racially speaking, they don't match. The people oh. in the book and the people in the TV show don't match, which I actually think is kind of cool. Yeah, so, no, I don't like that stuff at all. Yeah, and I actually really like the depiction on the TV show better than the than the um, book on a couple, like um, the vampire character in there. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the TV show, he's African American, and so he was alive when he was a slave. And so I liked that storyline of of how he handled handled that, which they can't do in the book because in the book he's blonde haired and blue eyed. Gotcha. <laughs> The the little blurb for this superstition will follow the Hastings, a family who's owned the only funeral home and graveyard in the town of La Rochelle for as long as anyone can recall. In addition to providing services for all faiths, the family's specialty is handling afterlife care for the unexplained deaths of folks at the hands of demonic entities and other unworldly phenomena that have looked have long haunted the town. The Hastings use arcane weaponry, incredible strength, mystical alch alchemy skills and a deep knowledge of the occult and ancient lore from around the world to quell the evil within the shadows of the town. When does that start? Um, I think on the 20th. premieres October 20th. Superstition. Okay. I've got to write that down because that sounds like, once again, right up my alley. Yeah, that's that's I kind of in our... That. What people don't know is is you and I have very similar tastes, I think, in... Um, in our stuff, we like our <laughs> we like our scary. We like our superheroes. Yeah, yeah. I, I love the idea of I love urban fiction where it's like our world with a twist. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, there are vampires. There, are, you know, like I love that kind of stuff. So that would be good. You have to you have to read the Dresden Files, and there is an actual one season of a TV show that they tried to do. It's not great, but it does kind of give you a taste of what they were going for. Um, it should be on Netflix, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's superstition. And then I may have heard about you talking about this on the, um, the WEX show. I can't remember, but have you listened to the lore podcast? Uh, I don't. Katie does. Okay. I think Katie does. So they're going to, at the end of this month, launch, uh, an Amazon series that's basically a, a video version of the podcast. And so that's kind of cool because it's all creepy stories and, mysterious things and and he really approaches a lot of it from not just the it's supernatural and spooky but this is kind of the social context that why they may have become legends and so that's Ooh. that's really cool but the two things that i am most looking forward to the rest of this month is i haven't watched the series because i've got i think five episodes to catch up from last series but we're going to do that this week is lucifer uh-huh do you watch lucifer no i've seen previews of it so um, I'm weird in that, like, 
like real demony stuff freaks me out. So I was afraid of that, but it looks kind of comedy ish. So I might, I think I might have to go like go back and find old episodes and and uh, binge it. It's all on Hulu, and it is totally worth it. It is, it's not demony at all. Like, it, okay. like there's like maybe I think in the the season and two thirds that I've watched, um, he kind of appears like the devil maybe three times. Um, and it's just a little flash and it's more in the mind of the person that he's kind of, um, creeping out than anything else. But like him and his, he, he goes to it. This is spoilers, but one of the characters is his therapist. And so he decides that if he's going to, the whole, the whole premise is Lucifer, you know, the devil has decided he doesn't want to be in hell anymore. He's bored. He doesn't like torturing people. So he just wants to live a hedonistic life on earth and be left alone. And, of course, that means that all the, the creatures in hell are causing problems. You never see any of it. You just hear all these problems that it's causing. And so his, his brother, who's an archangel, is, is trying to convince him to go back to hell. He doesn't want to go. He meets this uh, woman who's a cop, and he's got this power to kind of pull out your your deepest, darkest desires and so people admit all these things to him that are completely inappropriate and and embarrassing and he can't get her to do it and so he's intrigued by her and so he starts kind of <laughs> helping her you know solve all these different crimes that have these kind of you know not not supernatural twists to them but like he can kind of go in and when somebody's lying to her kind of get them to tell the truth because he pulls out their desires and then he blackmails them with it <laughs> But he, because he's kind of having this identity crisis of not wanting to go to back and, and rule hell, and he doesn't understand why this woman's not like jumping into bed with him, he starts seeing a therapist. And his interaction with the therapist is the best character in the show because he kind of uses his powers on her, and um, and the idea is is that nobody can resist his charms, and so she's starting to because you know she's just exposed to it so often. But you know <laughs> he she just like she's. She straddles the line of of doing her job and flirting with him, and it's hilarious. And I forget the name of the actress, but she's phenomenal. She's been in a lot of stuff, and um, it's just a joy. Like, there's nothing heavy about it. There are some points where you get like weepy because you know he is learning to be um, a quote unquote good person as the the story goes on, but it's not easy for him. And uh, it's just a joy. I absolutely love the show. The other thing is uh, Stranger Things. Did you watch that? See, I don't have Netflix. Oh, you don't have Netflix? Oh. No. Yeah, Stranger Things, amazing. Absolutely amazing. And season two is coming up. And so I think well, that's probably one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to coming up this season is, is Stranger Things. Well, um, I have one more returning that that the one that I'm most looking, actually, truthfully looking most forward to is Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. starts October 11th. What, what? Oh, my God. That I mean, that show is so good. What season is it on? It's season three. It's starting season three. Okay. I, I, Matt wasn't enjoying it, but I, I kind of enjoyed it, so I'm going to have to find time to kind of catch up on that because I, I really thought it was really good. I think the um, Matt doesn't enjoy watching people do destructive things to themselves and there's a lot of that in the first yeah. half of the season and I'm assuming it continues so he was he was struggling with that quite a bit and so uh, that's why I think we stopped watching it 
but so I made you never found out who Mr. Robot was, did you? No, no. Oh, you have to, you have to finish off that season. It's so intensely good. My my favorite oh my thing God. about that was I, I didn't care for the the character she plays, but I love the actress. She played um, Dahlia on Suburbia. Did you ever watch that? Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly think Dahlia is one of the greatest characters ever written for American television ever. I loved uh-huh. her monologues because they were just so yeah. in- stupid. <laughs> and she did such a great job with it. So when I saw that she was on that show, I was like, I must see this show. But we ended up falling behind on it. Yeah. And um, some of the new characters that they've added, one of them is uh, Meryl Streep's daughter. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. She, but they're, they're just, it's one of those, it's one of those shows that's so engrossing that I can't do anything else but to actually sit there and watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually willing to do it for this show because it's so good. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely put that on my list of things that I'll, I'll have to either trick Matt into trying again or, um, or just catch up on my own in, in all my spare time. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, thanks, Kelly. I'm like, I've been excited about the new shows, but I think it's even more fun when we get to talk about stuff like this. So now I know what, I, I know what you're watching and you know what I'm watching so we can like yeah. message each other and go, Oh my God, did you see this? Yeah, definitely. I want after you after you see the second episode of Inhuman, see if you're with me about just checking out and being done with it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My allegiance to to the to the Marvel television and uh, movie franchises, I may stick with it a little longer, even if I'm not enjoying it. But <laughs> but I can only go so far as my husband will go, and if he's checking out, <laughs> that'll that'll be that. But speaking of movies, though, how excited are you about Thor? Oh, very excited. I, and I, I have never been a huge Thor comic book fan, but that movie looks amazing and everybody loves, um, um, oh, what's his name? Christopher, uh, Chris Hemsworth. So, oh my, so wonderful. Well, so beautiful. He too. He too. Yeah. He too with the least one shirtless scene. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, I would love to have, maybe I should do an episode of, either Geektitude or State of the Geek, where we talk about, I have noticed that there are a lot more kind of sexy scenes with the male actors in the Marvel Universe than the, the women actors in the Marvel Universe. And well, I, wonder well, you know, if, I wonder, I wonder if there, if that's done on purpose or if that's just, I, like, there's, there's something there. There is a, there is a discussion there to be had. So I do think that it's happening in a lot of other TV shows. Cause like, did you see American Gods? I we watched two episodes on the plane back from England, but we don't have um we don't have the the service that's part of it. So we we were, were oh. waiting to probably over Christmas break when we can kind of dedicate ourselves to the month free trial and and then just binge watch it. But we did see the first two episodes because you know they did have female nudity, but they definitely had male nudity too. And I was like. It's about time. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's starting to happen in a lot of shows where they realize that you gotta, you know, it's more than fifty percent of the population. You gotta give us a little something, something. Well, it's definitely more than fifty percent of the population because you don't just have uh, all the women who are interested in seeing the guys, but you have all the, the guys that are interested in seeing the guys. Oh, yeah, that's why I said more than fifty percent. Definitely. <laughs> and I remember when I went to, because um, again, I live in Palm Springs where there's old people, gay people, and old gay people. And, um, and that's basically our population out here. So we went to go see Magic Mike. And as we were walking in, there was a woman dragging her husband to it. And he said something and she's like, 
this is for us. It is not for you. So if you don't want to watch, you don't have to come in. But do not complain about it because this is this is for the ladies. And I turned to her and I said, not just for the ladies. And she goes, very true. She says, but if it's not for you, don't complain. Just go in outside. So I thought that was fun. Alrighty. Um, so as we close up, are there any shout outs you have, Kelly, for anybody out there? I have a shout out and a plug, if that's okay. Go for it. Okay, so my shout outs, of course, are to Mandy and to Katie, who are my fellow WEC podcasters. And the plug is, um, Katie wrote a book, yes. um, that was just recently published and is available on Amazon. And it's called Lydia and the Boundary Pirates. And, um, her, her pen name is Evan Katie. And it's a middle school book. So if you know a middle school person who looking for something to read, definitely get that. It's be- the, the cover is beautiful. I've read the book. I enjoyed it as an adult. And again, it's called Lydia and the Boundary Pirates. That's awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to. Um, I know some people that would probably enjoy that. So I'm going to try and pick up a couple copies. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. I'm Those gonna- are my shout outs. I want to send a shout out to, um, to Brian, Mandy, and Kevin, uh, for letting me guest on their shows this last couple of weeks so that I had something to link to when I wasn't linking to my own <laughs> podcasts that made me not disappear completely from the face, face of the earth for the last, <laughs> um, for the last two weeks. And, uh, and I think they're definitely fun shows. So go, if you haven't checked them out yet, go check out, um, uh, the average geek show and, Bet you didn't know that. Yes. So shout out to them for including me in their work. Coming up next week, we're going to be talking about the movie The Mad Ones with Ani Pandit. And uh, he's going to come and talk to us about his movie on 20-somethings trying to struggle in the working world of today. So that should be a lot of fun. And he's coming from, um, you know, Barbara Dillon who we've talked to and has Fanbrace Press. She's a friend of his and recommended him. And I was like, if a friend of, of Barbara's is a friend of mine. So we're looking forward <laughs> to talking about the Mad Ones. All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under a Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek to is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek Podcast, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, The Comic Box, and Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast. You can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com or you can follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. And um, we now at the geek to geek Network have a, uh, a network Slack. So if you send me a message on any of those platforms, either email or on Twitter, I will send you the link and get you part of our daily conversation that we do when we probably should be working. So check that out. Kelly, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, May- at Maven Babe. Um, and also at West Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. We need to not go this long without hanging out. Definitely. Definitely. Like I said, I want, after you see your second, the second episode of Inhumans, you got to let me know if you're still hanging on. All right. And when, when you get start watching Lucifer, let me know if you're loving it. I definitely will. All righty. For all of you out there listening, remember this week, keep it geek. 
That theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brandon Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. So how would you describe a podcast like The Shared Desk? It's a podcast that took its sweet time to do a promo. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that goes without saying. I mean, you could say The Shared Desk is a podcast about collaboration, because that's what we do. Wait, 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 wait. There's a lot more to The Shared Desk. You got our Loot Crate looky-loo. Oh, what's in the box? And then what we're doing when we're not writing, usually it's pretty nerdy. Nerd! And then there are the drop-ins. Has the whole world gone crazy? Yes, they were droppings. And we love having guests on the show. It's the shared desk, after all. And if it's Katie or Lauren, you get some lovely singing as well. So find the shared desk on iTunes, Stitcher, or at thesharedesk.com. The shared desk: two writers, one podcast, different, different points, points of view. view.